good good morning afternoon or evening what a truly beautiful and precious day it is wherever you are welcome 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 i am your humbled host tony serrano and this is the phd in me Welcome back. So before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to recap last week's episode in case you missed it. We covered life confidence, and it's when you're able to trust your intuition and make great decisions that support your life, when you're able to be more proactive and less reactive to life. And the three things that you could do right this moment was to go on Groupon, Meetup, ClassPass, or Google and check out whatever's in your city that you're interested in. Maybe it's a hobby that you haven't done in a while or something new you want to try. The second thing was to be more conscious of the questions that you ask yourself throughout your day. And then the third thing was to set a goal and kill it. Do it in the next 24 hours, the next day, or the next week, however long you want to do it. So if you missed it, definitely go check it out right now. We talk about the three things to increase your life confidence, which is trust, discipline, and humility. But today, we're actually going to be comparing two things, and they're very similar on the surface, but when you really dive deep, they're actually very, very different. And those two things we're going to compare is surrender versus giving up. So first, let's talk about surrender. And I think one of the best, well, you know, whether you're religious or not, I think this is, sums it up so well, and it's uh, called the serenity prayer. So it goes like this, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Like, wow, I, when I first read that, I was blown away because it's so deep and it really hits home with me because surrender is really changing the things that you're able to and then having serenity on those things that you can't and the wisdom to know the difference because sometimes we're able to tell ourselves that, you know, oh, I can't change this. So let me just give up. And that's where we're going to get into surrender versus giving up. So giving up is really when you're quitting, when you're giving that white flag, or when you're being a martyr to die for a noble cause. You know, it's sometimes that you have the tendency to say, this is just my life, or this is life. This is just the way it is. It is what it is. Life happens to me. I'll just take it or I'll just give in to it when life starts to get tough or go sideways. So I think the easiest way that we're going to be able to talk about this today is to bring up the idea of entrepreneurship, right? So it's such a huge, I mean, at least for the millennials and Gen Zs, it's such this new career that's up and coming. And I think everyone's, you know, posting all the ads that we normally see 
are about all these entrepreneurs or influencers or celebrities who are just driving these fast cars, have these nice houses, making tons and tons of money. And I think it's so popular right now to be an entrepreneur. It's kind of like in the trend right now to drop out of college and start your own business. For me, I'm seeing a lot of artists in music who are becoming their own entrepreneurs, starting their own brands and clothing lines and even personal trainers and wellness. Like really everyone's just trying to be an entrepreneur to sell, you know, their own things or be an influencer or get some affiliate links going on and starting a YouTube channel, podcast, you know, really everything to build your own brand and so when it comes to this career path I think that there's a lot of common misconceptions about entrepreneurship and what it really entails so we're gonna kind of go through all of those things today and really dive into some really deep scenarios when it comes to surrender versus giving up. But this really applies to all areas of your life, whether it's your relationships or a different career path if you've chosen to stay in college or if you're already in your career now, if you're applying to your wellness and health and your finances, it, you know, surrender and, and giving up versus giving up is really going to apply to all of those. And we're just going to take this one specific topic so that we can really dive deep on the scenarios but just know that they're very interchangeable and you can adapt it to your current situation wherever you are that you want to focus and grow and expand and evolve right now so without further ado let's just jump in straight to our first scenario regarding entrepreneurship so i really wanted to talk about the time Okay, because on average, it takes about three to seven years to get success in your business. I'm not talking about the going to school and the research part. I'm talking about from the day that you start making a return on your investment, you actually start making money selling your product or brand. That's when the three to seven years really starts. Because for me, in my life, it actually took about four years just to get to the point where I'm now making content and turning a profit on my yoga business, on my personal training, on my massage, Reiki, you know the drill, right? So that's when it really starts. So it's really three to seven years plus that four where you're going to school. And so there's this idea that when you drop out of college to start your own business, that you're going to be just living it up, buying Lambos, making a ton of money right away. And that's just really honestly not the case. Even when you're, you're hearing stories about drop shipping, making a million dollars or 10 grand in a month, you know, that took a lot of research and behind the scenes. That's setting up all your accounts. That's finding the product that you're going to drop ship. That's like, you know, there's so much that goes in behind the scenes before you can even start listing your product. And when in reality, it takes a long time to start turning that profit, you know, gaining the clients or finding that platform that you're going to be sharing through. 
So it really takes, you know, over 10 years. So whether you're in college to be a doctor or not, you know, or you're going to start your own business, it's, it's going to take a lot of time. And so this is where our first obstacle comes into play, where you can give up or you can surrender. And so I think it's very glamorized entrepreneurship, right? It just seems so fun to not work a nine to five. And they they have all these slogans of, you know, not being a slave to the big boss or having a ceiling when it comes to making money. You know, they have all these slogans out there and cliches about people who do are employed. And First, I just want to start off blanket. There is no shade in any direction that you're going to go because I just want to be 100% transparent. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. I totally believe that people, that everyone has entrepreneurship qualities where they're very creative and they want to create content or a product or have that flexibility of the schedule and really live the life that they want. And I think that's really the where they get you into that entrepreneurship lifestyle. It's because you see all these people living the life that they want or, you know, living the life that you think they want <laughs> with all the traveling and all the girls or the guys and the perfect body and, you know, the whole nine yards, right? being able to go to the gym and work out and have all this time to just chill and do whatever. But really, that's just all the outcome of the hard work. And this is where we get into that surrender part because I just want everyone to know no matter what you're doing, whether you're in college, whether you didn't go to college straight to job right after high school, or you're starting your own business, it's going to take time. A lot of people don't make it out of the first year, and that's because they give up. And so that's where I really want to talk about just having the surrender. If you already know it's going to take a ton of time, you can really surrender and say, you know, I just think I need to be more patient. I need to not be so hard on myself. I need to not put myself in so much pressure that I hate what I'm doing. Because there's all these people, and you know, I love Gary Vaynerchuk, but he's just pressing you like, create, create, you know, release, release, like go, 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 go. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are just like, go, 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 go. And even, not even entrepreneurship, but just in life, you know, there's so much pressure from, you know, comparing yourselves to the classmates that you graduated with, seeing them on Instagram doing big things. And you're like, man, everyone's getting all this success and I'm over here doing nothing. And that's where entrepreneurship tests you because in your brand building, you're going to be behind the curve. People are going to be graduating college and you're going to barely be launching your product. And you're going to see all these people now with, you know, nice cars that they have income to go just for you, just so you guys know, income so that they don't buy it outright. They actually make payments on that and paying interest. So it's really just not all that it seems on the outside. And and it's great and everything, no shade at all because just do you, right? Just do you, but do you for you, not for, you know, the ego, like, oh, how do I look 
or the pride behind it. I mean, if you like a fast car, by all means, go do you. I mean, even my own husband, he loves muscle cars. But I mean, not to go too deep on a tangent, but there's just so many types, different types of people. And not all wealthy individuals are into the same thing. I think coming from a middle-class family, I always thought that being rich or having a million dollars means that you have a Lamborghini, you have a mansion, you travel, you do all these cool things. But what I really found out is that there's so many different types of millionaires. There's millionaires who actually don't like to be around anyone and they like to have a lot of land like I'm talking acres and like have horses because it's a super expensive hobby to have or there's rich people who just want to travel and they have a small condo and they very they barely stay there because they're always traveling all over the world or you have wealthy people who are into wine and food and, you know, they just spend all their money on fine dining and traveling the world to eat certain places or have certain wines. Or there's even wealthy people who are just into, like, the classical things like reading and going to concerts, watching an orchestra or play. So there's really just so much that we think just the wealthy do but in reality you know there's so many people who spend their money on different things and you don't need all of the money in the world to do all those things so getting back to the surrender versus giving up i think that as an entrepreneur you have to have that wait period it's really delayed gratification And you can't just throw in the white flag at the first sign of an obstacle or when your ego is hurt because, you know, you're not anywhere you want to be. You're still living at home and your reality doesn't match your dreams yet. And that's really when you got to invite that sweet surrender and say, thank you for all of this that I'm experiencing right now. It's going to come in handy and it's going to make me one persistent son of a... Like, really, it's really going to make you so persistent and invite all of that humility in because I think what humility really is, is the ability to be immune to humiliation. So even when everyone is posting the success, you're still able to be like, I don't even care. Because I know what I'm going to do. I see the vision. I see the dream. I see the outcome. I am patient and committed to the process. And I know where I'm going to be in 5, 10 years from now. And that's where you're looking. That's where you're living. You're living in your best self that you know is going to kill it. Because you know what you're doing is just going to change the game completely. And so even when things aren't going your way, just know that in anything that you do, It's going to take time. If you really want to focus on your relationships and having great relationship, that's going to take time. If you want to have great finances and be able to invest for your future and for the future generation and leave a legacy of wealth, it's going to take time. Anything that you do in life is going to take time. So this is really interchangeable for all areas of life that you need to surrender in order to 
have the serenity to continue. So I'm not just saying that entrepreneurs sit on their butt and say, why me, pity me, or say, you know, you know, entrepreneurship just isn't for me. This is just the way life is. I'm giving up. So you really just got to be able to sit down, take a breath and say, things are so chaotic right now. I'm starting this new business. I have no idea what I'm doing. And that's okay. The same with relationships. I'm starting this new relationship and it's chaotic. And we're starting to get out of our honeymoon phase and into this where we're having a little bit of clashing of heads. What do I do? I have no idea. And that's okay. That's when you invite that surrender. You're going to change the things you can and accept the things you can't. And it's just going to take time. That's something that you can't change. But you know what you can change is the attitude along the way. You can have the attitude that you're going to be patient, that you're going to allow anything that's trying to come into your life to happen when it needs to, without force or willfulness or power or control. There's a certain extent, and that's where the wisdom comes in. But I just want you all to know that it takes practice. And that's where the time comes in. It sucks. I mean, I hate it too. Believe me, I just, there's so many times where I'm so insecure and I'm so full of fear and I have doubt and I'm trying to go back to my old ways because it feels comfortable. You know, I'm so afraid and I worry so much when I'm getting uncomfortable. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this, is this me right now? Is this going to be forever You know, am I going downhill? Am I going the right way? What do I do? And I'm just starting to ask myself all these questions. And it's actually questions that bring out more doubt, more worry, more fear, and lead me to more inaction that totally force me into that corner where I am going to be more comfortable going back to my old ways. And that's just not where you got to live because if you want to have the PhD in you, if you want to live the life that you're worthy of, that you deserve, you got to step up and you got to be so comfortable being uncomfortable. You got to embrace it. You got to surrender to it. You got to invite patience and love and humility. So really the first thing that you can do in those moments is really just change the questions you're asking, right? Instead of asking disempowering questions, you start asking empowering questions. Like Michael Beckwith says, what good is here that I presently can't see? Or I allow all the good that is seeking to emerge in my life. You could even say, I welcome all the good that is seeking to express itself in my life. I welcome all the opportunities to cultivate patience on this long journey through X, whether it's in the relationships, finances, your career, maybe it's not where you want it, back to entrepreneurship, you're in that research infancy stage, you're not even getting to where you're profitable or even cutting even, and it just seems so humiliating to be where you're at right now. But just trust the process, don't give up. And it really brings us to the next point about happiness. So 
as an entrepreneur, you really have to ask yourself, is this what you want? And that's probably one of the hardest questions to ask because you have to say, you know, is this product something I believe in so much that as Dean Graziosi says, would be a disservice to not launch or sell or promote or share. And you have to be able to say, you know, is this what I want? Is this the life I want? Do I want to be out of the house and traveling a ton of times? Or am I okay with not having steady income consistently for the first few years? You know, you have to ask yourself these questions because being an entrepreneur is not all that it, it you know, it seems. Because there are days and months and weeks where you're making that big money, but then there's also days, months, and weeks that you are making no money at all. And it takes a few years to get it to that consistency where you're at that I know where the money's coming in and I can rely on it and I know I could get my bills paid. And it just gets into this really um, seemingly complex, but once you get into the hang of it, it's, it's a really delayed gratification and not everyone can live with those demands because it's not like a normal job where, you know, right after 5 p.m. you can just clock out and not worry about anything. As an entrepreneur, you're worried about your business 24-7 and it's really hard to turn it off because, you know, you get inspired when you see something or hear something or you get worried in those silent moments early early mornings or in the evenings right before bed or you have a dream and, you know, there's just all this, it's 24-7, you're, you're worried about about the vision am I making the vision am I you know doing what I need to do what areas do I need to focus on it's just it's not for everyone it really isn't and I totally applaud everyone who knows what their lane is and I say this in the most respectful way in that happiness is the ability to know what your lane is in life and stay in it and that doesn't mean that it's it's not i i hope you don't take that as a dig because it's not at all whatsoever happiness is honesty it's truth it's being able to say what do i need to be happy in life and the truth is i'm telling you the majority of people do not need a million dollars a year i openly and confidently say that I'm 100% content making $36,000 a year. That's $3,000 a month. And you know, that number isn't the same for everybody. But don't worry, I'm also adding 3% for inflation because that's something that you really have to think about when you're choosing that number because inflation in the U.S., the average is about 3%. So if you're not getting a 3% raise every year as an entrepreneur or making, you know, making 3% more than you did last year, you're actually starting the next year off negative because you're actually making less. So for a more realistic point of view, it's 36,000 plus 3% of inflation every single year. And I think that's where you got to first start is start with, you know, what do you want? 
what kind of car do you want to drive? And I'm not talking about the car just so you can post it on Instagram and look like a badass. Like, I'm talking about, like, what car, you know, is good for you? Because for me, I love my husband's muscle cars, but for my daily driver, I'm super happy with a small electric car. I had the Volt for, I don't know, like three years and I absolutely loved it. I just go straight to the gym and back, teach yoga, do a massage, do some Reiki, charge it up and it was just, it was wonderful, comfortable. I didn't need a Lamborghini, right? And, but my husband, he's different. Like he's totally into cars and he loves muscle cars and he wants to enjoy his ride from point A to point B. He wants to go fast. He wants to hear that engine. So it's, it's really starting at like, what kind of car do you want? Because not everyone's into cars. And then what do you want to do? What kind of lifestyle do you want? So something I value a lot is good food, right? I'm not going to go cheap on my food. I love sushi. I love Korean barbecue. We all know in Southern California that stuff is really expensive. I don't know where you're at, but it is here. I love Italian food, my pasta. I'm a pasta girl and I'm going to have some good sauce with some shrimp. It's just going to be so good. Like I'm going to pay, I'm going to go the extra mile to pay for that. So that's something where I splurge on. And then the next thing comes is maybe traveling. Maybe that's an expense, right? So then you ask yourself, you know, like what is the budget that I need a month to travel? And just to be honest with you, I'm, you know, we're kind of more of homebodies. So like we'll travel maybe like for a week, but then we'll stay home for six months. And honestly, we, you know, my husband and I, I'm half Mexican and he's full Mexican, but we love to go to Mexico to travel, visit his family because it's just so cheap compared to, you know, going to New York. We went to New York one time. It was so expensive or we went to Tahiti and Bora Bora and that was just way out of budget. So, I mean, you you know, take into consideration like how often do you want to travel and how much is going to be that travel because, you know, thank goodness there's Airbnb now where you can go really anywhere and just, because I mean, you're not even going to stay in the hotel, right? You're probably going to go out and do a ton of things. So I just, I love Airbnb. And then, and then, so what's like another thing? Um, Maybe it's clothes or whatever your hobby is. So like my hobby happens to be like a two for one type deal. It's wellness and health. So anything for fitness or personal development, like I, I splurge on that. And that also has a great benefit for your mental health, your spiritual well-being, and your physical health, you know, keeping you healthy, your your physical body healthy, and your mind healthy. That just eliminates getting sick, having injuries, or being stagnant to where it's unhealthy for your body. And so I definitely splurge. So if I were to tell you the two things that I spend the most money on, it would probably just be food and fitness or anything type of health or wellness. And that's so that's not the same. Like I'm not spending a ton of money on cars and I'm not spending a ton of money on clothes or super expensive hobbies like that's just it that's it I I know when I was 18 I had the whole concert bug where I went to Coachella I went to EDC I went you know I went everywhere I went to escape all in that same year and that that's an expensive hobby so if music is your thing you know that's like one of the things but I would just say you know find 
the two or three things that you want most and figure out how much that would be a month. And that's where you're really going to get like the income that you want to have. And now taking a sidetrack, so say you want to apply that to your relationships. What are the, if you're in a relationship, what are the two to three most important things that you want? Or if it's your career, what are the two to three most important things that you want? Is it the flexible schedule? Is it the good holiday pay and vacation time? Is it the benefits? You know, figure out in whatever area that you want to work on in life, what are the two to three things that you want? Because when you're honest about that, that's when you're going to have that sustained happiness that even when it's taking a ton of time to get good and enjoy the fruits of your labor, you're going to be able to say, I have a really good why, a really good foundation, and a really good rock that's going to hold me down in those moments where I'm surrounded by fear and doubt and worry and insecurity and, you know, all of these things that can make us give up. And in those moments, you're going to say, this is the process. I really just have to surrender right now. It's going to take the time to get where I want to be. You know, those beautiful bodies that we see on Instagram aren't sculpted overnight. That takes a lot of time in the gym, a lot of good eating, a lot of discipline to not eat what you're not supposed to. Anything that you look at, a successful entrepreneur, that takes time and you got to realize that it's going to take patience. And the more you're honest about where you want to be and what you want from life and where you want it to go, that's where you're going to have the confidence and the courage to keep going. Even when you can't see the other side, it's going to push you in those moments that scare you the most. And so that brings us to the next scenario of an entrepreneur, but it applies in any area of life. And that's when you're getting a lot of failure and that it comes with the time. But you know, I heard a really good quote from Tony Robbins and he says that God's delays are not denials. So if you have your dream and you keep hitting failure wall after wall and it's just not working, you know, those delays aren't denials to your dreams. And Michael Beckwith talks about that those lessons are the tools that you'll need to be successful in the future. So if you're hitting that failure, maybe it's saying, I got to check my ego. I got to embrace and invite some more humility because it's going to take patience. It's going to take practice. I am going to fail and I'm not going to judge myself for it. And I'm going to keep going and I'm going to get even hungrier because I I know that I'm just one step closer to success. I think it was in episode too about life confidence is that I was trying all of these different certifications and trade schools and I just kept hitting failure and the failure was that I still wasn't happy and I still didn't think that this was the career for me and I didn't feel fulfilled and content. I still felt like, you know, I need to go find what I'm good at and it takes time. It took me four years, but I know, but I learned so much about myself through that process that now that I'm here and I know full out what I'm here to do, now I'm so full 
of confidence and courage and persistence and patience and all of those failures gave me those qualities. So if you're in that stage where you're hitting failure and obstacle and you're feeling insecure and you're full of doubt and you want to give up, just take a breath and invite some surrender. What good is here that I presently can't see? What qualities are trying to emerge in my life? And then you start to realize that all of those obstacles and all those failures, they're just shining that little pretty diamond up and getting it so ready to kill it when the time comes. So if you're not where you want to be right now, just ask yourself, did I give up on my dreams? And maybe start to encourage yourself to get that career you want if you're not happy with it. Or get into that relationship that you really deserve. And put your foot down and stand and set those boundaries and set your level of respect that you are 100% worthy of. Or that maybe you know your finances aren't where they want to be. Did you give up and just say, "Mm, well, it is what it is. I'm just going to give in and, you know, I'm just not meant to be rich. If that's not what you think you're worth, sit down, really, really sit down and see what are the two to three things that I want in my financial life? Do I want to be an investor? Do I really care about that? Could I be a passive investor? You know, start to get really good at figuring out what you want and why you want it. I absolutely love health wellness fitness everything anything that you call it i absolutely love it so no matter what i gotta do to be able to continue to do that i'm gonna do it and even if that means i look like a failure to other people or i'm not someone else's level of success that that doesn't phase me it really i really don't care because i know that i love it and it makes me happy And really in life, the only way to be happy is to make you happy because you're the only one that's going to matter. And I think a lot of people, maybe they're afraid to say that or it comes off selfish or cocky or overconfident, but really it's so admirable to stand up for what you believe and what you want and to know what you deserve, and to not settle for anything less, to not give up, to in those moments where you feel that weakness, when you want to curl up into a ball and cry, that's when you invite that surrender. You say, you know what? Please grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, and the courage to change the things I can. And if that means that I got to invite some more humility If that means I got to be more honest, maybe this lifestyle isn't for me. And (laughs) I mean, that is one of the scariest things to admit, especially if say you're seven years deep and you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to make it and you're just not getting any success. Surrender is also saying, you know, maybe this isn't the lifestyle for me. Maybe I am supposed to be an employee. You know, maybe that's not the trend right now, but I'm really good at I don't know, technology and computer and engineering. And I really love the environment. Go work for Tesla. Go work for Google, Amazon. Go do 
kick-ass things as an employee using your qualities. Don't feel like you have to be a YouTube vlogger or an influencer or a celebrity or, you know, do all these things that you think look really dope and cool and, you know, people traveling and doing all these things that they post on social media. It's not really giving up because you're giving in to who you really are and what's really going to make you happy and really going to bring you contentment. And that's really where the fine line of surrender versus giving up is. You ask yourself, am I content? And sometimes when we ask that question, you know, we come up with a ton of excuses and we distract ourselves from the real answer. But a tall tale sign when you're not content where you're supposed to be is when you're always wanting more. That's the opposite of contentment is to always want more. So say you are an entrepreneur, but the money isn't doing it for you because maybe you really wanted to be a good parent or have that great relationship or be a stay-at-home dad or mom. And that's probably eating you up alive because you're not content where you want to be. A CEO of the Fortune 500 companies or be a celebrity or be an influencer, but then you get all the followers, you make all the money, and then you're lonely. And that's a really good indicator of I'm not where I need to be because who I am doesn't match who I'm being right now. And we need to figure out how we can change that. And that's scary. Because like I said, we put so much time and effort. And I think, you know, one of the scariest things I would say beats money and beats career all day is when you get into a relationship and now it's, I don't know, three, five, seven, you know, years into it. And you're like, man, I don't know. This is not what I want. And having the courage to say, this isn't the relationship for me. Wow, that's like the scariest thing in the world because it hits you on a soul level, on a heart level. It doesn't matter how much money I have or what I'm doing or how I look to others because that's my heart. That's love. And to have the power to say, this isn't the relationship for me, wow, that takes a lot of surrender. And that's not giving up because all of your friends and it's like a stigma to be divorced are going to say, oh, you just gave up. You know, you can make any relationship work. But if there's just no chemistry, there's no chemistry. And you really got to be able to evolve with that person because if you're standing in the same place that you were a year ago, you're actually behind because Earth just completed a full revolution. And you can keep living the life that you're living But if deep inside you know that's not you, have the courage to change it, to change the career, to end that relationship, to chase that dream, to reach that level of health, prosperity, abundance in your life. Because I just want everyone to know you are so worth it. Did you know how much you deserve You deserve the world, and that is such an understatement. You deserve everything that you want out of life. 
You deserve the perfect relationship. You deserve that financial stability that supports your quality of life. You deserve to be fully fulfilled in your career and to create as often, as much, whatever drives your spirit and lights you up from the moment you wake up and that keeps you up before you go to sleep. You deserve that perfect life for you. And the truth is, it's unique to everyone. We all might have similarities, but the full perfect life for one person is totally opposite from the perfect life of someone else. So all this to say, when you really sit down and ask yourself, what's the life I want to live? And you answer those questions. I just wish for all of you to invite surrender to not give up, to not settle for less. Even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's fearful, even though it makes you insecure, to chase that contentment. And before we start heading into the end of this podcast, I also wanted to mention that a good indicator when you know what you're doing is good for you or is something that really vibes with your intrinsic self is when you do that activity or you're with that person or you're making that money and there's this ease to it and there's not force and it's fluid and you flow and you're not worried about the time that it takes to get there and you're not worried about how it looks on the outside and you're just in state because it just feels good like when I was writing my book I was in the office for over 12 hours and I would be at odd hours too I'd start maybe around one or something some days and I wouldn't leave that office until around 4 a.m and I would never get out to have a drink or eat or go to the bathroom and Angel would just be like, hey, are you cool? And I was like, I don't even know where the time went. I was just so in state, so in flow. Like I wasn't even hungry. I didn't worry what time of day it was. I didn't worry about who was on Instagram or posting or how I look or any of that. I was just flowing. And it's the same when I'm designing backyards or interiors. I'm just on Wayfair and Pinterest and I'm just going for hours and I don't even know where the time goes because I'm just so into it. Or even in the relationships, when I'm hanging out with Angel, I'm not worried what day it is. I'm not worried how much money is in my bank account. I'm not worried if we're getting what we need to get done. I'm just enjoying the time with him. And here are three tools you can use right now to start moving in the direction where you want your life to be. So first things first, sit down and decide what makes you happy and what do you want out of life? What are your needs? What are your financial needs? Your two to three things, maybe in your relationship, your finances, whatever you want to work on right now. What do you need? What do you want? And then start repeating some daily affirmations or mantras or incantations, whatever you call it. The result is the same and it's really going to help bring more of what you're looking for into your life. 
So here are a few of my favorite ones. I allow all the good that is seeking to emerge in my life. Or what good is here that I cannot presently see? I surrender to all the good that is seeking to express itself. And you can repeat these affirmations as much as often as you want. Right when you wake up is the best. Every hour on the hour, repeat it a few times. When you're getting stressed out or feeling doubtful or find yourself starting to worry, repeat these. And it'll help you to invite more surrender into the process. And the last thing you can do right now is that when you're in those moments of high stress or high doubt or high uncertainty, take a breath. Step out. Walk away if you need to. Don't judge yourself for it. If you need a break, take it. If you need time for you, take it. Do not apologize for having the courage to say when you need a time out. So in summary, surrender isn't quitting. Surrender is letting go of who you've been and embracing who you are, living the life that you deserve, and not settling for anything less. Initially, it will be painful, but the good news is that this pain is temporary. It will pass. It will be replaced by so much joy because you know you made the right decision. The great news is that suffering is optional. Embrace the temporary pain. Stay persistent. Invite patience and humility. And embody the courage to keep going. Even when it's hard. Even when you're scared. Even when you have no idea what to do next even when you can't see beyond the other side. And with that, we end episode number three of the PhD in me. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and join our Facebook tribe, the PhD in me, where you can connect with more people just like you. Be sure to leave a rating and review to help others know if this podcast is for them. In light and love, namaste. Have yourself a bright day.